Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at Egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. The pressure's on, John. Egbert says we got to bring in the big ratings, otherwise we're history. The pressure has never been off, Brad. When has the pressure ever been off of you, personally? <laughs> it's never off me. That's Not for the last 50-plus years, right? <laughs> it's never off. Okay, this is the BNJ Show. Brad and John, you can check out our website at bjshow.co. Hey, John, I got it right for a change. BJshow.co. You did, yeah, way to go. We're getting there. Yeah, we're getting there. Okay, every single day since, what, 2001, October 2001, did I get it right? That's right, yeah. John has put together a list on the internet, johncombest.com, C-O-M-B-E-S-T, johncombest.com, and he lists all the big stories that are going on in the state of Missouri, political-wise, government-wise, and sometimes just sort of crazy, weird story-wise. Here he is with the top three for today, January 11th, 2023. Number three story. I've got the wrong year. Hold it. 2024. Now go ahead. 2024. We've all made that mistake (laughs) before. The number one, the number three story today is from our friends at St. Louis Public Radio, and it's about the immigration situation. And when it comes to folks who might come here from the city of Chicago, folks who run immigration groups here have a key quote, no mas, no mas. Well, hold it, hold it. The great Roberto Duran. The people here in, in St. Louis area are saying they don't want the Chicago people. Is that what they're saying? That's the direct, the direct quote is this, Brad. Um, there is a really robust ecosystem here, but they have limitations. And the, uh, the exact phrase is, as it is now, our ecosystem is at a capacity. So no mas, don't you even think about sending more refugees here? And that quote comes from, if you think that quote might be a little bit callous, the title that woman's title who, who authored that quote, she is the director of emotional and physical wellness at LifeWise St. Louis. No mas, Brad. John, don't, John, can I, can I just... send your refugees can I, can I disagree with her? Yeah. We have the AT&T building sitting downtown, what, 10th and sure Market do. or something like that, with a million square feet, right? Parking garage underneath the whole bit. Just how many immigrants we could put in there? I mean, you know, put some, you know, put like put some cubes back in there, uh, you know, <laughs> cube farm the place, and and maybe we, a sh- maybe maybe a garden hose out back so people can shower. You could probably get a thousand people on each floor, don't you think? Yeah, um, I think that uh, you know, I think that that w- what that would require, though, Brad, is a whole lot more money from taxpayers, and I bet these groups could find a way to house these undocumented. Um, Political refugees. If only there were a few more billion or a million or billion dollars. The Rams now, money. Now, the other great thing about this story is, and I, fo- I suggest folks go to johncomest.com and check it out. A photojournalist from St. Louis Public Radio, Brian Munoz, who is who's really their lead photographer, has some inspirational images here, and it really encapsulates the hardship that refugees face. For example, 
one of the photos shows this a six-year-old of this immigrant family is driving one of those luxury toy Humvees around the kitchen. Come now, on. Where, the hardship part of this, Brad, where is, is that? I'm not sure. I'm not an expert on these. But I think this might be like a 2021 or 2022 model. Oh, it's and not. And no refugee child deserves to drive around in anything less than a battery-powered Humvee from 2023. Now, now, hold on a minute. Is this is this in somebody's house already? Are they here in St. Louis already? Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is a family that came here from Belize. And so, and the other inspirational image that I would point out is there is a child here who is um, well-fed, and she is on the couch and she is staring at. She has two smartphones, Brad, and one of them is is plopped upon her lap. And one of them, she's, she's got her face buried in the smartphone. And again, if, if an immigrant child has to stare at a smartphone that's anything older than, say, like an iPhone 17 or something, right. I don't know what kind of a country or what kind of a city we're living in. John, I, I, I detect a slight bit of facetiousness in your presentation this morning. Could the children here, <laughs> let's be clear, if you give a child <laughs> a box of cupcakes and an iPad, right? They're, they're not going to turn it down. You give them a luxury Humvee to ride around, they're not going to turn it down. So let's – like before anybody in comfortable shoes starts sending a tweet or an email about how insensitive this is, let's make it clear. The, the kids don't make the choice of what luxury gifts they get or how many smartphones they can juggle on their lap. But, John, there's, there's, there's a huge takeaway from the story that you have totally missed. What's that? The fact that St. Louis Public Radio has a photojournalist. Let's think, they let's, do. Let's, let's, let's they think, do. Well, let's, but remember. Think about you, that for a minute. You know, they also have folks that focus on diversity and economic opportunity issues. And, and yet, you know, we've talked about it before, Brad. They're so busy doing, doing, uh, doing 24 hours of local coverage. And, and pardon me for, for stopping here for a second because I'm, I'm looking up something here for you, Brad. Hold on a minute. 24 you know hours the, of local the, coverage. The, the public radio station in Columbia is hiring, and I'm pulling up the job description. Do you mind if I get into this for you? No, no, quick? go ahead. Go ahead. KBIA, right? Isn't that state? Yeah, KBIA. They're hiring a, someone to talk about environmental, um, environmental journalism and to talk a little bit about how environmental policies can disproportionately affect people of color and disadvantaged communities. So I think you would be perfect for it. I would miss you as a co-host, but I think it might be your calling. Hey, nothing against Jason Rosenbaum, but you know, once mm-hmm. again, it's called St. Louis Public Radio. That would be like sort of like me saying I'm Joe's, uh, you know, Brad's Italian restaurant. Come and eat all the sauerkraut you want. You know what I mean? It'd be like, "Well, hold on a minute now. If you're an Italian yeah. restaurant, what are you doing serving sauerkraut?" Under the, the exact the exact quote, by the way, is you would engage Brad in your new job with underrepresented groups, new arrivals, and communities of color. So think about it. I'll send you, I'll send you this listing. I mean, I I don't know if we could convince Shelly Barr to come well, out of retirement now, to co-host now, the show. Now, with hold me, on a minute. Now, hold on a minute. We'll see what we could do. The number two story today, hold, hold, and the, the, hold. the number one and the number two story are inextricably linked. I would say, and that is. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey uh, is continuing a lawsuit started by former Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt that accuses China of hoarding pandemic gear. And in short, what, the, what happened after the beginning of, of the pandemic was that after uh, the Wuhan lab leak, China, <laughs> China essentially confiscated the uh, – they took control of the factories that produced – 
personal protective equipment. And instead of those companies sending, sending that protective gear to the United States, China took control of those, of those factories and made sure that essentially all the good stuff stayed in China. So Eric Schmidt sued over this. There was a court that said that, that we, essentially that the United States could not sue about this. That decision was thrown out. So Andrew Bailey, the takeaway from this is that Andrew Bailey gets a good headline about him holding the Chicoms accountable for at least part of what happened during the pandemic. Okay. And the number one story today also involves Attorney General Andrew Bailey. He testified before Congress in the impeachment hearings of Biden Cabinet Secretary Mayorkas. We discussed this a little bit yesterday. And he gets a really high-profile, visible shot of him sitting and a congressional hearing, and blasting a member of the Biden administration. And if this sounds like a garden variety, Missouri guy goes to D.C. story, it's not. The bigger context of this is that Bailey's opponent in the Republican primary for attorney general, Will Scharf, is one of the attorneys for Donald Trump. And the day before, so that would have been Tuesday, Will Scharf is standing there at a press conference in the same shot as Donald Trump. So what you have here is you have two candidates for attorney general. One of those two men will be, uh, will, will be either be the new attorney general if it's Will Scharf or continue as attorney general if it's Andrew Bailey. And both of them want to get that national rub. Both of them want to raise their profile a little bit and, and be seen as fighting against national liberals, the Biden administration, the chai comms, et cetera. Now, let so me, those are your top three stories, Brad. Let me ask you a question. If, if, yeah. I, if my memory serves me correctly, uh, Andrew Bailey was not elected. He was appointed, correct? Correct. He was appointed by Governor Mike Parson. Right. Do you know at one point in time, was it three or four years ago, that none of the top state officials were elected to their positions right governor parson you right. know my uh right. kehoe right they were, uh, they, eric schmidt they all moved yeah. around yeah they were all like patrick yeah. right 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 they all moved around i mean for what it's worth anyway okay lots of stuff to talk about this morning uh the hunter biden thing yesterday can i tell you something yeah uh i'm going to tick off people when i say this okay i look at hunter biden and i think to myself he is the man I want that dude's life. I want the dude's life. I want his life. Because there's no accountability and you're you're just overindulging in every vice possible? It's one thing to... Uh, you know, be sort of the scofflaw. You know what I'm saying? Is, is that yeah, a, is that yeah, a, just kind of a general ne'er do well, right, right, and and sort of like flying under the radar. You know, like doing illegal stuff, but sort of always going like, hey, hey it didn't catch me this time. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know the story, uh, he shows up at a congressional hearing yesterday, and first off, I'm thinking to myself. Okay, John, have you ever just shown up at the Capitol and just walk into one of the congressional hearings? Isn't there, like, checkpoints and stuff like that you have to go through? Don't you have to, like, have an invite and, like, a lanyard around your neck with the proper room number and all that kind of stuff? Isn't You, you of- could just walk into a hearing room, but as we also know from over the holiday break, you could go into a hearing room and do some unmentionable things. Right. <laughs> right. But that's neither here nor there. Get back to Hunter. So okay. Hunter shows up. So- and isn't the whole thing, I want you to add the context of this, because I don't know all the details, Democrats are like, he's here. He's ready to testify. What are you Republicans mad about? Well, okay, first off, yes, that's essentially what the deal was. But the other interesting part of this is, do you know there is a film crew that's now following him around and they're doing a documentary on him? I'm not surprised. I didn't (laughs) know that. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, this is all just 
you know, uh, what's what's the word? Theater. Theater, kabuki. It's performative. It's what's, performative. What's, what's the Italian word, uh, what, they, what they call it? They call it... Uh, Tortellini. No, not tortellini. <laughs> tortellini. Cannelloni. No, where'd that come from? Uh, leave the leave the cannelloni. I take care. the gun. Isn't they, that what the line is from The Godfather? They, or maybe I got him. They use the word in in The Sopranos all the time. Uh, I can't remember. A- anyway, so so Fugazi. Yes, exactly. Fugazi. And, Fugazi. And, and, and Tony says Fugazi sometimes. Yeah, Fugazi. It's just yeah, it's yeah. just all. Matter of fact, if you watch the movie, if you watch the movie, which is once again, I could tell you a story about this movie. And actually, there's a couple of interesting aspects of this movie. The Wolf of Wall Street. Okay. Oh yeah, fantastic. Which, which goes on like for three hours. But uh, do you know the crazy story behind the financing of that movie? No, I don't. That was some some son of some uh, Middle Eastern king or something like that who essentially stole the money and gave it to the production company to produce the movie. Wow. Yeah, I it's... can't believe that foreign money would somehow be dirty, <laughs> right, Brad. Right. He was like... You really... The scales... I'm, I'm Saul on the, on the path of Damascus. The scales are falling from my eyes. Okay, so Hunter shows up yesterday, and he shows up with his attorney and this guy who keeps bailing him out with cash this guy who's this this he lives in malibu and he's some big time uh, you know uh, employment attorney some celebrity attorney he's like negotiates contracts and things like that for all the big celebrities and he's already you know like hunter owed two million dollars okay like if you and i own two million dollars to the irs do you think one of our buddies would come along and say hey brad john I got you, bud. You know? Yeah, I pull out my debit card for you, Brad. Absolutely. <laughs> right. So, so that's that's the first part of this crazy story. So then, when the when the Republicans start saying, "Well, hey, Hunter's here," and one of the Democrats exactly like say, "Hey, he's here. He's ready to testify," <laughs> you know. And and then when Marjorie Taylor Greene gets up and it's her turn to, to you know her five minutes whatever, then he gets up and starts to walk out and the and of course the camera crews all follow him the whole bit and yeah. somebody yells at him, "What kind of crack do you like, Hunter? <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did you hear that now, part in, of it?" In, in Hunter's defense, there's no good answer because I imagine there's no specific <laughs> well, type of crack. But, Isn't crack just crack? I don't know. I'm I'm not into that kind of stuff. But then the the stuff starting to come out about Hunter the artist. That I think we talked about this briefly the other day, where Hunter the Artist has this art show, and they won't say who bought the paintings, but one of the paintings apparently went for $880,000, and it turns out these are all buddies of Hunter and people who are like trying to curry favor with the administration. Of course they and are. And the one lady who bought like a couple of paintings end up getting a point, gets a, ends, ends up getting appointed to some special commission by the president. I'm going like... Okay, here we go again. You know, you know, you know what I say? We need to say some prayers to God and say, God, please reincarnate Billy Carter. We need, yeah. we need, we need, some, we need some Billy beer. Right. Didn't he uh, relieve himself on like, uh, like outside of a air, uh, airport strip or something? Knows. I don't remember that story. I mean, he we, did a lot of wacky we stuff, We need right? somebody who's like, sort of like, you know, that down home kind of, you know, hey, I'm just a good old boy. My, my brother's the president. We don't need no, no slickster like, you know, like, like uh, Hunter Biden, who, right, you know, now, right. now his whole thing is he hides behind, well, you're being mean to me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, re, a recovering alcoholic. I'm a recovering. Do you know the weird story about him, about him getting to the Navy? Do you know the story with the Navy? No, I don't know that. You don't know this. That about this? Well, 
you you can't get in the military if if you're over 35. Okay, that's the way it is. Oh, I did hear about this, but go ahead. Right, remind, and, and remind, he was like me of this. 41 or 42, and he miraculously got a special appointment to be in the Navy as a JAG because he's an attorney. And there was a pop, uh, uh, you know, pee in the cup session, and he peed in the cup, and he flunked, and they threw him out of the military. I'm going, like, yeah. Okay, what's going on with this? Okay, he could have, you know, he could have ended up a Navy SEAL, and he could have run for governor. <laughs> Missouri. Yeah, right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you a weird question before we go to break, okay? Yeah. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to do it twice. One, two, three. Here's the second time. One, two, three. Did you notice any difference? On the second one, you sounded like you were calling me from the space station. Okay. Hold on a minute. Let me adjust something here. Hold on. And I can't, I can't hear you now, Brad. You can't hear me now. You can't hear me at all? I can hear you now, yeah. Okay, hold on a minute. I gotta adjust something. I've been working on I've been working on things here in the studio. Okay. Here we go again. One, two, three. And now here's the second one. One, two, three. Okay. Yeah, on the second one it it, it sounds like you're at NASA headquarters and you're talking to me through uh at, I'm up in the shuttle. Okay. I got a little work to do still. Okay. <laughs> You're going, what the heck's he doing? I'm still, Jason Rosenbaum, you know, we don't have the budget you do it at, at KWMU. Uh, I've got things with razor blades and bubble gum and bailing wire and duct tape. That's how this radio station runs. Uh, we don't have the, the gold-plated consoles and things like that that they have at St. Louis But there's Public no radio. excuses, but we're not making excuses. Right, no excuses.